You're listening to the voices of Rue and Coco, two millennial Afro-Caribbean women coming together to explore how culture shapes our values and, and influence our, our personal and professional, professional lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's another week back at the Brown Stew Lodge recording. Thank you to our listeners and our supporters. Yes. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Ruski? Amazing. It's a wonderful day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you said that with such a big smile. I like it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, It's been extremely hot outside. Yes. I need, I need a new car with seat coolers. You know, I have the seat warmers, and I didn't think far into the year about, you know, getting a car with, you know, cooler. Do you have coolers on your seats? Um, I could warm, I could cool down my car before I even get in the car, so I don't have that. All right, just brag on me. We can't relate. We can't relate. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need a, a, a updated featured car. Um, how was your weekend? It was great. I went to Happy Day Farms in New Jersey, and I picked sunflowers, got lemonade. Um, it was a cute place. I went with a friend, but it's a cute date place. Mm-hmm. Somebody got engaged, and I was in there. Like he was like, "Can you take a picture of me?" He was like so nervous, mm-hmm. but like his her friends were there. Like she was so surprised. Like he was asking her questions, and I was trying to figure out because we were like all together in the same group. And then I realized like why everything happened the way it did, and she was like ecstatic. It was like a good proposal because I think she, this is what she loves. You know what I mean? I'm all for proposing and doing it unconventional, not like at a restaurant. Around. Would so, you want to be proposed at a central farm? Um, something similar, because you know I like the outdoors, and that's like up my speed. I don't need like the hurrah. Yeah. It was intimate, but like she had her friends. He had a photographer. Aww. Like he really thought about it. So I thought it was extremely cute. Oh, shout out to them. Uh, what did you do this weekend? Oh, my friend from Macy's. She had her son's birthday party, and. I went to that, what else did I do? Nothing, that was it. I just went to that birthday party barbecue. It was cute. I was super late, oh my God. I was super late. I got no cake, nothing. But I saw, you know, people that I used to work with, so that was good. Well, that's good. So what's the hot cocoa brewing for this week? Ooh, the hot cocoa. Cocoa brewing. So we're going to talk about our hot girl, Meg the Savage, Meg the Stallion, or a hottie. You know, she got shot in her feet a um, couple, not even a couple weeks, like about mm-hmm. a week and change ago. And, you know, she spoke about it today after speculations about what happened. Um, and I know me and you, we talk about it and... You know, it was going around that she got shot by Tory Lanez because they were dating and an argument happened in a car. And what did you say when you heard? (laughs) That he had the short man or a.k.a. the Napoleon complex, Uh which is when you're short, you try to make up for it with being extra assertive mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what happened maybe maybe she's this stallion meaning like tall or whatever and he's short and he feels like he has to go hard I, I thought it was disgusting like how do you go 
to 100 so quick, to shooting someone, to like hurting someone in that way. You know what I mean? And I want to know, I was thinking like, what is their relationship like on a day-to-day basis? If they were really in a relationship, if, you know, he really act like this, like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say he's putting his hands on her, but how do you go to a gun? You know what I mean? So I thought that was disgusting. And but that has that's why I said it's the the Napoleon complex because they feel less masculine because they're short, mm-hmm. so they are more likely to do violent acts. You know who he reminds me of with his behavior. Remember um, the last dance, the Michael the Michael Jordan documentary uh-huh. with the manager who was also short and he would act like he would just try to be use his power yeah. to take away Phil Jackson's, you know, rights and whatever. It's a real thing. Yeah. And they mentioned that, you know, that he was a short guy and that he would act like in a certain way mm-hmm. around them because he tried to show that he's the one in power. So... We don't want to promote domestic violence or nothing in that nature that put anyone at risk or in harm's way. So if our listeners, you feel like you're in a relationship and your partner, you know, takes advantage and put their hands on you or hurts you, walk away. But it's not always so easy as walking away. I know, but walk away. Find the strength, the courage. Yeah, hopefully listen to this is just like that push that you need. Yeah, I know it's hard. But we can't be sitting here with we no we we're popping. You're worthy. We're Don't worthy. Make somebody make you feel less than putting their hands on you, hurting you with weapon. Like, are you kidding me? These men, they need to get it together. Honestly. And it's not also necessarily physical too, like verbal abuse as well too. Yes. So that's the hot cocoa brewing. We just want you to know that if you're in a situation like that, seek advice, proper advice, professional advice. And, you know, Meg even spoke about it on um, her live saying, you know, she tried to fill a void because her parents aren't in her life right now. And, you know, she tried to fill the void with putting people who are not necessarily for her in her life. And, you know, it takes a lot of self-awareness to know that, yo, this is what's happening. And I got to change it. So the hot cocoa brewing ties into the kitchen table talk of the week. What are some toxic traits? that you have that you are aware of because there might be some that you really don't know that you have um well let me hear yours (laughs) so uh i like wrote down some but as you know like i'm critical like Mm -hmm. self-critical i feel like i criticize everything even myself like i'm hard i analyze so much and i feel like that comes off as me being nitpicky to some me being judgmental to some in reality i feel like i'm doing it from a good place for like this is with others i feel like i'm coming from a good place and it's me wanting to do better but like as far as employees friends and family they think that i'm critical but on the other side they value my opinion because they know it's coming from a good place but then sometimes they can't handle it so i know that could be toxic because right now i'm talking to somebody new and that has already came up and i'm like what like i didn't even think about it like that but like he pointed it out and i'm like okay yeah maybe i am a little bit too critical on certain things and then with myself like i apply so much pressure on myself it causes me to be stressed out to have anxiety is because I just overthink things. 
Mm. And that's something that I'm working on. So that's one. So when the new person told you, like, yo, you're mad critical or judgy. How He's did that make you mad feel? critical. He oh. just referenced something. Okay. How did that make you feel in that set, in that um, event? I was like, wow. Because um, I didn't think of it like that. And he was like, no, it's not like that. But I'm like, the fact that you brought it up, obviously you felt some type of way. So then now, I don't want to say, I don't want to walk around eggshells. I want to be myself. But then I got to realize how I can be, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, like, just sit back and reflect on what I actually do. Yeah. So. What's the other toxic traits? And then I'm controlling. I like to control the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> um, And it's just, like, it could be too much. But at the same sense, I feel like when I give people the benefit of the doubt, for instance, we're planning trips, right? I feel like I always plan trips, and then sometimes I just want to fall back, like plan activities, all that. So I want to be like, hey, Coco, like you plan a trip, like I'm for it. But I feel like when I give, this hasn't happened, this is just an example. Like I feel like if I gave you the like planning, like, oh, you plan it. Then when it happens and stuff happens, I'm like, yo, I should have planned it, right? (laughs) And that has happened to me so many times where I didn't take control of the situation. I let people, you know, they like, oh, they got it. And then there's like been three trips where I was like, yo, I should have definitely took control. But I fell back because one, it wasn't my birthday for one of them. And I was like, okay, you got it. And then it came out to be like horrible. And it's like, yo, this is because I didn't get involved. You know (laughs) what I mean? But then when I get involved, I like to take over. And I don't like listening to people. So then it's just like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. What's your other toxic traits? Um, a toxic. Another toxic one. So, like, some of these are not necessarily toxic. It's toxic, per se. It should be improved, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, I have a low social battery. <laughs> so, if oh, you know... yes. She yawns at a party. <laughs> we were at a barbecue. And sis started yawning. And I'm Why like, are you acting surprised? I'm not, but I got to let the people know. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, are you ready? You know, and that's a good thing. We're always on the same time scale. Like, I know when she's ready. So I don't always, whenever I go out with her, I say, yo, I'm going to be there for an hour the most. <laughs> but if it's 30 minutes, that's fine. I'm just saying an hour the most. But by 20 minutes, she's yawning. Yes. Well, go ahead. I'm so I have a so it's called a low social battery. So pretty much I could be fully charged, and then I get to the event like I want to go out. I'm like, yeah, let's do something this weekend. Okay. <laughs> then I get there, it starts to rapidly drain. <laughs> so therefore, like I don't say it functions long. I don't socialize. You know, I feel like I go, I get what I need, and then I'm gone. I feel like I want to be able to be more socially out there, but I'm not. So, but that, you know, when we go out, I feel like we have fun, and I think it's because we understand <laughs> right. each other. We understand each other. She knows how to wiggle her way in the crowd and adapt <laughs> to the environment. So, you know, that's good. But you yeah. just need to expand your battery life. Right, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, for some, like, okay, so Coco understands. And I feel like, you know, that's why, like, I appreciate our friendship is the way it is. Because we ex- we understand one another. Mm-hmm. But somebody else, so again, you know, you're talking to somebody new and you go out. And then we're there two hours. And I really want to leave. But I don't want to be, like, I'm a Debbie Downer to somebody that's new. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I was like, okay, let me stick it out. You know, this is not my vibe. But let me stick it out. And this person doesn't know how I am. And yeah. I'm like, I can't be like, oh, she doesn't, she's not fun to go out with. You know what I mean? So this new person you're dating, have you yawned in front of him yet? Like a get together. 
I didn't say I was dating. Oh, I'm sorry. Whatever that is. What do you call it? <laughs> what do you call it? I'm just saying I'm hanging out with Okay, a so friend. this person you're hanging out with. Have yeah. he seen you in your short social span? That one time. The one bar- Did you start yawning? No, I don't think I started yawning. So how did you? How did he know you were ready? You're just looking around. Oh my God, she has this gaze that she does. <laughs> she would be standing there with her arms crossed, but everything is okay. The arms are just crossed, and her eyes start piercing. <laughs> I don't oh think you know. I don't think you know you do that. I probably don't. See, I don't. But even know. you have a thing where you just stand still. Your hands are crossed. You're okay, but. It's like you're just looking around, and I'm like, oh my god, this is not her speed. She need a go. Yeah, like I mean, I don't know. I have to ask the person. Um, did they know I was ready? Yeah. And another thing, it takes me extremely long to warm up to somebody. See how you're open and you open up really quickly. I'm the complete opposite. It takes me forever to warm up, mm-hmm. and then by then, I don't even want to like talk to you or something because I'm. I'm over it. Yeah. So I feel like with me, like, I don't really open up and I don't warm up to people. And I'm fine like that. But that's not a good thing, though. Right. That's what I was about to ask you. Like, cut you short from meeting new people who could potentially be your husband. Right. Who could potentially be your knight in shining armor. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, you know these things, so you could work on it. Yeah. I get annoyed with people so easily. So then I dismiss them. I don't really block people. So one thing I don't like is blocking because I feel like blocking is immature. Mm. But I feel like I will cut people off quickly if I get irritated and annoyed. Like I have a low tolerance. <laughs> I feel like you're like a, not an idiot, but like, don't say some dumb-ish around me. You have like a low understanding. Like that irritates me like crazy and I'll just like dismiss you. Like homeboy that asked me if I was doing coke because I was sniffling. <laughs> and I was so disgusted, I blocked him. I said, you'll never have the chance to call my phone again. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. See, that's me. No, <laughs> I don't, mean, if I wouldn't block you, I would just completely ignore you. No, I'm blocking you. You won't have access. He's already blocked on social media. Uh-huh. So now, he was on a short, you know, span. Right. He was on that short rope. So now, you'll definitely don't, and don't show up to my house. So. Okay, so that was some of mine. Go ahead. Move some For yours. me... I heard that I was judgy. This dude told me I was judgy because I asked him if he was an alcoholic. <laughs> because he kept drinking. And he's like, there's nothing else to do. And I'm like, I'm sure there's a hundred other things to do. You choose to drink morning, noon, and night. And he didn't like that. But I heard I was judgy. I think I'm judgy. I would take the smallest thing and like ask why. Why, do, why are you doing that? You know? Some people don't like it, but this is me just trying to find out why you do the things you do and where's that stemming from. Uh, I think at times I can be too laid back. As far as in what kind so, of context? if someone wants to go out, you know, I have my moments. That's the thing. I have my moments where I want to go out. I want to do stuff. But then other times I just want to be in the house. Like, I don't want to do nothing, but they want to do stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm like... Can we just do nothing at all today or this weekend? Let's just chill out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but they are on that high where they're like, yo, no, get dressed. You're not doing, and they look at me like, you're not doing nothing in the house. Right. But I don't want to do anything. And that should be okay. And in that moment, it's whatever I want mm-hmm. that I think I should, that I should get. 
So I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. But, but I feel like it's a compromise. Yeah, you got to compromise. And I don't so know how to do, do that. You can't do it so often. Like, don't get me wrong. I like, you know, I like to be by myself. But even me, like, I got to give in because I'm like, it's not, I can't be one-sided. You can't be like, oh, I don't feel like doing anything. But then I'm going to go out and I'm not going to be happy. So then, again, it's about compromise. Like, I got to do something that is chill enough where you're fine being out. It doesn't have to be, like, a whole charade. Like, if you don't want to dress up that day, then you don't have to dress up. But y'all could just go walk the park or something. Something real chill. Like, get ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even want to get ice cream. Like, I really didn't want to do anything. Like, oh, gosh. I talk to people however. Like, I don't know how to weigh my words at times. And sometimes I could come out like, yo, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not your kid, you know? And that's not healthy because I don't want anyone talking to me anyhow. But I don't know if it's the Jamaican culture, the culture where, you know, sometimes the women do that. Like, whatever come to their mind, they say it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that, like, yo, y'all going like some man out look a picnic, you know? And I'm like, damn. Like, sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, I didn't have to say it like that. I could have definitely said it in a better way. Yes, that happens to me too. Like, people be like, oh, you could be very condescending at times. But it's not my intention. No, I think in that moment it was my intention because you pissed me off. And at this moment, however I say it, that's how you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you look back like, dang, I'm trash. Like, (laughs) why did I behave that way, you know? Uh, And another thing is the smallest thing turns me off. So, again, the dude was drinking and I felt like he was an alcoholic, you know, but I got to, I got to, I got to relax. I feel like I need to relax and know how to chill out, but I'd be so turned off. I feel like some of the, some of your traits is similar to mine, so... I don't know if we toxic friends, but <laughs> maybe that's how we get along. <laughs> I would call you like, yeah, um, but not all the time because we yeah, call each yeah, other out yeah, on yeah, stuff. We definitely do. But and I don't like to be told I'm wrong. Like if I'm feeling some kind of way right now, like let me, you know, simmer in that and mm-hmm. feel how I'm feeling. We're growing. I feel like we're growing, and yeah. we'll get better with time. Yeah. We'll get better with time. So we asked listeners um, to ask questions on our Instagram page at Brown Stoop Pod. And one of them had to ask about our signs and how that affects us. So I am a Virgo. And I feel like I'm a true Virgo. Um, I'm not really into astrology, so I don't know other people's signs, I guess. And I think that's because I really don't care about other people, to be honest. But, um... I know my sign, and I know that I'm also a rising and a moon sign of a Virgo. So I'm, like, truly a Virgo. And Virgo are critical people. (laughs) They are nitpicky. They very uh, detail-oriented, meticulous, all that. And I feel like I am that. But I don't feel like, you know how people are like, oh, I wouldn't date a Virgo because of this? I wouldn't date a Virgo man, no. I mean, Virgo men are different. My dad's a Virgo man, and I would never date nobody that's similar to mm-hmm. him. But <laughs> I don't think, like, I don't really go into, like, a relationship. I'm like, I'm not going to date your sign. You know? Yeah. I think Virgo is the only one because I've had so many experiences with the men in my life that are Virgos. My dad's a Virgo. The father of my child is a Virgo. 
My mom's ex is a Virgo. Oh my gosh. My dude. cousin is a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. You're just around. You're a Virgo woman, so I think yeah. you know, it may be different. But yeah, I don't except Virgos, I don't have any other I know yeah. someone said that Leos are my are my um that's who I'm compatible with. I mean, dude is a Leo. Ooh. Oh, he, he. <laughs> yeah. He's a Leo. I don't follow I don't think I follow signs really. I saw I saw a thing that said once you betray a Sagittarius I'm a Sag and it said once you betray a Sag then you can't never um get back to that and I feel like that may be true because people who I stopped talking to like I don't go back and you know try to befriend them like I move forward so the next question was what are deal breakers slash red flags with dating today? I feel like I know these. I I'm, I just can't think on the spot. Gotta be told. Can't be short. Can't drink Hawaiian punch or any type of like sugar and water juice. Can't be an alcoholic. <laughs> Gotta have a good work life balance. So if you don't have a good work life balance, it's not gonna work because I like attention. That's all I could think of for now. I mean, there's a lot. Good of- hygiene. So, for me, I feel like you don't really... There's no one red flag. You just see how the person is while while you're, like, dating. Mm -hmm. But I know deal breakers for me, like, I real At this point in my life, like, I feel like you have to be financially secure. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to be in your career already. Like, the lying, don't lie for, like, dumb stuff. Like, like, that's a red flag from the beginning because you're lying about stupid stuff, like... That means you're just gonna lie for for every damn reason, and mm. I'm not. And I can't trust you. Right like, now, I can't even trust the little thing. Like I got a question. Everything I got a question. If you did something, just be honest. Like, yeah. uh, like, and you saying that you're gonna try to avoid our argument, but that's starting the argument because now you lie. Right. So yeah, I feel like that's just being immature. Remember, he, he can't have kids. Yeah, that's <laughs> a deal breaker. Like you can't have. A kid, but like even when you be talking about like height, you know, I prefer one thing, but it's not necessarily a deal breaker. I just have my preference. Another question that we received was like dating during the pandemic. I thought we, I feel like we spoke about that in the first episode. Whomever we started this pandemic with, they're not here anymore. Right. It was just for the moment because we were bored. Yeah. We said that before. Like, Whomever in March, April, yeah, we were bored. We were entertaining those people. And the next one was, how are you able to handle stress during these times? I feel like we spoke about that also. Yeah. Um, you exercise. Right. You try to maintain the same routine. And we drink a drink called Recess, which is CBD. And, you know, I introduced Coco to this drink and how she finished the cases. We had the same amount and I still have like a case left. And she hits me up a few days ago and was like, I'm out of it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That means you have one every single day. Sometimes two a day. Morning <laughs> and in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm telling you, I enjoy those drinks. It made me mellow, made me chill. Like, I, w- I would go to work and I'm I'm chilled out. Like, nothing yeah. would get on my nerves. And I'm like, I need more of this. I need more of this. Right. So, um, that's something that you can use to... For me, it helps me with my anxiety. So, those days where I feel like I need to, like... I don't know where to start. Like, I would just drink one of those. Recess need to pay us. 
Yeah. Honestly, we're gonna tag them in this. <laughs> like, yeah, listen to our, our episodes, but um, also like talk to somebody that you know and you trust and you value, and they can help you through you know your stressful times. And sleep a lot. Go out for walks. Talk to your friends, like Rue said. If you have a dog, walk your dog. Listen to music. Don't take everything so serious. And I think I think that's our problem at times. Like we we dissect everything, and that's my problem too. Sometimes where we dissect everything and we look at. Sometimes you just gotta let stuff be what it is. Like, eh, it's not worth my time. Not everything is worth their time. Why Jamaicans men don't like to date? <laughs> I feel like we need a Jamaican man on the show to talk about that, but. From what I think, we can make that happen. We can make it happen. We can have one, two, how many y'all want? (laughs) No, we could definitely talk about it. But from my experience, I think they weren't raised in that culture where they're dating. Jamaican men raised in Jamaica, you know, money was tight, right? Money was tight, so you don't have the extra money to go out and pay for dates, maybe. You know, if you're going to go out, it's to a party. That's the culture, the party. Um, Then they come to America and it's a different, you know, thing that they have to adapt to. And they don't know how or they feel like, yo, this is a white man culture. Like, you don't need to do all of that. You know, not even for Valentine's Day. They find it hard. They be like... That's a white man culture. You don't need for buying oh, for yes. Valentine's Day. I dated Day. a Haitian. He was like that too. Yeah, like this ain't a real holiday. Well, best to believe. I wanted something you was getting in. Like I don't care. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I had someone I was dating in Jamaica, and he would send me gifts, but I think he was trying to fill that void of him not being here. Yeah. So for birthdays or Valentine's Day, there was always a gift at the door. Mm-hmm. Even after we stopped dating, I think he think we were going to get back together. I don't know. But, you know, I was still coming home to gifts, and it felt good. I thought it was cute. But, I don't know. Jamaican men are different. Jamaican men are in a world of their own. They do their own thing, adapt to what they want to, what they find, you know, interesting. They want to go to parties, and that's the date. Come at me, I got a party, and I'll be ebbs. That's y'all hanging out. See, I don't have that much experience with Jamaican men. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe we got to get a Jamaican man on the next episode to talk about it. <clears throat> <laughs> Time to get the male perspective on here. Yes. And since y'all requested it, we'll make it happen. And we can't talk for the Jamaican men. I just spoke from my experience and, you know, growing up in Jamaica for 12 years and being around them. So this question goes, do you believe in the power of manifestation, visualization, and or the law of attraction? So for me, I believe in manifestation. I feel like you manifest something, you have to work towards it. It's not just talking about it and saying, yeah, I'm going to do this. You have to actually put in the work and manifest what you want. You know, you write it down saying, yo, by 2021, I'm going to graduate school. I'm going to take off my braces, like whatever it is, just work towards it. So I think, I believe in the power of manifestation. What about you? So yeah, so I definitely believe in the power of manifestation and visualization because like just in my own personal experience, I practice it and a lot of stuff that I do 
manifest and speak on and like put on my vision board has happened Mm -hmm. and it's funny like a couple things happened that's been on my vision board for like forever and then it randomly happens and then I look and I was like oh my god like this happened like it's so funny like I have so many stories about that but yes and I feel like yeah I do agree that you have to put in work I feel like you got to put in work with everything but like you're you have to have positive thoughts like your thoughts become your actions Mm -hmm. so if you're constantly thinking about something you're just naturally going to do it and then that's how you obtain it now if you're negative then these negative things is going to happen like you're like oh I'm going to have a bad day you're going to have a bad day because you're thinking you're going to have a bad day yeah Remember when I had my braces and I was like, by the time I graduate college, my braces are going to be off so I could take my college pictures. And it happened. Oh, my goodness. Yo, I calculated. Yes, I calculated. Yes, because my teeth were important to me at the time. Remember? But there was a, it's a probability, though. No, because I said, yo, no, it wasn't. I said, it is a probability. If you, okay, so if you're going to graduate in two years and your dentist says it's going to be off in two years, that's a probability no, because that it's going to happen. No, because it could lengthen. <laughs> It could lengthen. That's the best example. That's the best example for me because I was tired. Yo, I'm sure you're going to hear about these braces the entire like <laughs> Because I don't know how that's an example of manifestation. Go, remember I put London on my vision board and yeah. that happened? Yeah, I feel like definitely I believe in that. And I feel like you got to practice and you got to say it daily. And you got to eat, breathe it. And then mm-hmm. your stuff will come in alignment. And mm-hmm. then when you have negative thoughts, that to block it out. Accept it and then dismiss it. And just replace it with the positive thought. Because life happens and not everything's going to be perfect. And the law of attraction. Um, I'm still single, so I don't know about that <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I know why we're single. Why do you, do you think we're single because we're dating the same type of dudes? Because look, all right, no, maybe not for me, but for you, right? You 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 date the same dudes, the type of dudes. I don't think I date the same type of dudes. Like my issues with my dudes are not the same. Oh, okay. Because so, now you're dating, well, hanging out with someone totally different. Oh, my gosh. And extremely different. Totally right different now. from what you're, you know, used to dating. And I'm like, hmm, maybe this will work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why I think it's not going to work. But we shall see. I feel like if you put out positive vibes, you should attract positive vibes. No, because Meg was putting out positive vibes. And look. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, with my ex, is a lot of sheep and wolf clothing. I mean, wolves and sheep's clothing. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like it's it's tough because so many people put on a, like a front, and then once you get down to the layers, it's somebody completely different. All right. This one asks how to deal with jealous and insecure coworkers. You know, I go about it a bad way. I don't have a very good example. Like I'll, I'll just ignore, and that's not professional. And I need to find a better way to go about it. So I'm still working on that. I feel like. There's no way to deal with jealous and insecure people in general because that has nothing to do with you. That's who they are. Right. The thing about you is keep on doing what you're doing. I would say, like, limit your interactions with them. Don't share your business. Um, but you can't change somebody. Somebody's insecure, they're insecure. If somebody's jealous, they're jealous. Mm-hmm. So they're always going to be that type of person. There's nothing that you can do as an individual to change that. So would you suggest that I couldn't... I don't know. I just block them out. Like, I act like they're not That's there. what I'm saying. Like, I like, limit your interaction. If you're bothered by it. Because I have 
co-workers that are competitive with me no matter what job I go to they can compete with me and I don't even think about them I don't you know I do me like I'm not I'm not competitive with nobody except myself but for me like I just learned once I know that they are in competition with me I'll fall back and I'm not as like open or share disclosed things but um that's it that's all I would say is just like limit your interactions with them because you know they're jealous and they're gonna they might do like petty stuff like bring up your business and stuff like that so I would just say stay away but they're always gonna be jealous so don't ignore them fully don't do what I do oh no and and me being in the (laughs) position I am you always gotta be keep it professional like you don't have to have a personal relationship with them but you cannot like completely ignore I don't know that's not okay you're not mature enough if you ignore somebody at work yeah don't do it y'all um (laughs) <laughs> something related to depression and how to get out of it when you're deep in. So I would suggest that you seek um, professional help. If you don't know you're clinically depressed, if you weren't diagnosed with clinical depression, but you know you're feeling down and you're in bed and you know, you're not, you're not functioning at your best, right? Just seek professional advice Go to your friends, talk to your friends, and, you know, try to get the push. Sometimes you have solid friends who are there. Tell them what's going on. You guys could probably have a girl's day, guy's day, you know, a a friend's day where you guys do a picnic. And, you know, you open up to them and tell them what's going on so you could have someone there by your side. Um, And and acknowledge your triggers. Like, you broke up with your ex. And then you going back on his page or being around friends, that's unhealthy because now it's making you fall into depression. Like, stay off of Instagram or block block him or whatever, whatever so you don't see his page. But just be mindful of the triggers so you can avoid them. Yeah. Until you're at a place where you're, you feel that you can view those stuff. But stay away in the meantime as you start to heal. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's important, again, to take breaks from social media. <laughs> you know, we talk about that all the time. but And also with social media, though, I feel like you control what you see. You control what you follow. You mm-hmm. control what you intake. Um, thank you guys for your questions that you submitted. I want you guys to keep sending us questions that you want us to address. If you like our feedbacks, let, our, let us know. Also, we're going to start asking you to send voice notes on Anchor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we want we want to hear your voice. We want to put it in, incorporate it in our podcast some way, somehow. So you got to download the Anchor app and send us voice notes. This was fun. I liked answering questions. Yes, and then so we're going to have special guests the next time. The golden rule for this week is goal setting tips. Now, we briefly touched on manifestation, and I just wanted to hone in on that a little bit. Now, setting goals is extremely important as it gives you guidance on what's next in your life. Now, goals are simply ideas that you either write down, create a vision board, and you go after. You can manifest it by saying, I am, I have, versus I wish or I want. Like, I am a CEO. I have my own business. Now, once you start putting that out there, it's going to happen. It's going to become what you want or desire. Now, I typically have yearly goals, like, and I reference the years um, as what I accomplished. So 2011, I got my master's. Or 2019, I got my new car. 2020 happened, you know, it's a mix-up. 
So pretty much, I wouldn't say my goals are put on hold, but I just have to adapt because shit happens, right? You have to be flexible. So the yearly goal is typically something that takes a longer amount of time to accomplish. So I might still can complete that goal by the end of the year. We shall see. But I also had other goals in mind too. So I usually have quarterly goals. So July started the third quarter. So by the end of September, I should have accomplished one of my quarterly goals. So we have basically two more quarters. So you should be accomplishing two to three goals for the remainder of the year. Don't let coronavirus or whatever is interfering stop you from doing what you have to do so if you want to read 30 books by the end of the year go for it if you want to stop start a podcast go for it write them down and take actionable steps thank you real for sharing your golden rule of the week i think it's great when we can share ways or listeners can grow with us and that's a wrap on this week's episode. XOXO, Root and Coco. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And follow us on Instagram at Brown Steel Pod. See you next week.